0: So Petrix makes it win number seven of the season, Alex Marquez goes from 18th to second, and we report on a severed finger. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. four attempts. We finally got that intro together. You'll look forward to the Christmas real blooper edition for that one because uh, we lost our minds on this one. Hi everybody, I'm Dre Harrison. Welcome to episode 271 of Motorsport 101. We're all grinning because we're all trying to hold back the laughter. It's, it's It's been a long recording already and we've not even started yet. <laughs> on this episode, we'll be talking all about MotoGP's French Grand Prix. The rescheduled... Uh, French Grand Prix at Le Mans taking place in October and the weather was exactly like France in October <laughs> like it's completely unsurprising yes just when you thought this MotoGP season couldn't get any stranger the rain comes down you'll love to see it um with me t- to break down the carnage the very gloaty given his baseball team are up to nothing on mine Mr. RJ O'Connell hello sir <sighs>
1: We need this energy. We need all of your energy. Let's get this energy.
0: Ugh. Uncle Freddie <laughs> Freeman is going is going on a one way trip to hell. The way this is going, the Braves are actually really good. I I I, I don't like this. I don't like. This I, I don't know, too. man.
1: I watched Game Two. I was gripping that ninth inning. <laughs> Y'all almost stole this one from us, and we would have deserved to lose if that got overturned.
0: Don't remind me. Thankfully, to to balance out the bad juju, King has broken out his vintage 2013 Manchester United tablecloth kit. Good man, King. I I appreciate the effort. Uh, way to hold out there. Uh, how's it going, big man?
2: Oh man, I, I thought like the most gruesome injury we might be talking about this weekend would be a compra a compound ankle fracture, but oh man. Uh... I oh, don't think that don't might
3: disappoint. be. <laughs> it's a toss-up. <laughs> Please get well soon, uh, Prescott. I'm not even a huge
1: Cowboys fan, yeah. yeah, that's that's bad. That was, yeah, that was bad. You, you you
0: know it's bad when Jason Garrett rushed over from the other sideline to check on Dak. That was brutal. Get well soon, Dak. Uh, that was uh, awful to see in the NFL this past weekend. And with me, as always, is, is Mr. Cam Buckley. Hello, sir. Hello everyone. As uh, as
3: someone whose baseball team was destroyed in the regular season, got rid of their arguably their best player to give to Dre. Um f- your team. Go Braves.
2: Oh
1: man Oh, and
3: uh nah 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 I'm not done. F- the Yankees. Goodbye out of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You Yankees fucking suck.
0: Yeah. wait I love that he's automatic. I I love that he's automatically given like King more editing work to do due to YouTube's uh, complicated rules and
2: profanities in the first five no, minutes of the video. No, just no. It, it's no, no, it's, can- it's first three minutes and Cam took a perfectly timed pause <laughs> to get <laughs> it past the
1: three-minute Can I work? just say... That way to go, Cam. Wearing...
2: Look, I was,
3: I was just thinking about King while swearing at him. We've all was thinking soccer about making kit. it lighter on him.
1: we are all got our soccer kits on, yet Cam's the only one missing out. We, we should ship a I'm... Manchester City... Sorry, check Snokes, Manchester Hunter kit.
2: For him to wear. Mm. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Where
0: fi- that's, that's one way of fitting in, I suppose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> So we'll get into all of the of the news in Blackwell. Obviously, we will talk about a chaotic, like <laughs> I, 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 it's, I sound like a broken record calling a MotoGP race chaotic this season. But no, this one really did take the cake. Um, a, a an absolutely bonkers MotoGP race, uh, at Le Mans with. Danilo Petrucci winning, Ducati back up the front, Alex Marquez surging through the field, Johan Sarko surging through the field, Bradley Smith representing the Aprilia, and then bidding it early for a nice cameo appearance, and a great dogfight between Guattararo, Vinales, and Mir for the championship lead for P9. Yeah, it was that sort of week. Um, all of that. We'll be getting into uh, some notes as well. We'll be talking a little bit about some more city season rumors because it looks like Vintia might be standing up. Um, we'll be talking about Valentino Rossi, who might be in a bit of a crisis right now after his third straight uh, crash in a MotoGP race. I think that's the first time he's ever had that happen to him in his MotoGP career he's crashed out of three races in a row. So we'll talking a little bit about that as well. We'll be talking about Moto2, as I like to call it Heartbreak City for BT Sports, as Jake Dixon tragically threw away a race win from the lead. But this other Brit rose from the ashes of as Sam Lowe's took a W in the rain. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about Moto3 as well, with yet more Carnage and Celestina Vietti winning another Moto3 race. Uh, And if we get some time at the end, we'll be talking a little bit about World Super Blacks as well, because uh, Jonathan Ray did not close the deal on the championship just yet. We are getting a title-decider finale at Estoril this weekend kind of. Um, let's just say Jonathan only needs three points to wrap up the title, so it's not really a decider, but hey, we had all this social media content, we can't let it go to waste, right? Uh, title the decider, everybody. And some big reshuffles over there as well, actually, because a certain, a certain Welshman will not be with the Ducati uh, team next season, so more on that a little bit later on as well. But in the meantime, we'll get into the places you can find us real quick. We are on youtube.com Forward slash motorsport one hundred and one. If you're watching us on there right now, hi! Thanks for joining us. Feel free to hit the subscribe button and hit the bell if you want notifications when we go live and all that. Uh, we're on Facebook.com/forward slash motorsport one hundred and one. We're on Twitter at motorsport underscore one hundred and one. If you're watching on YouTube, all our personal handles are on the screen right now and in the bio down below. Um, if you're not, uh, we're at Harrison one hundred and one HD at RJ O'Connell at Ryan Eric King and at C Buckley nine one seven um again we're on instagram now as well instagram at motorsport 101 pod you can follow us on there for some, t- for some tidbits highlights and notifications when the next episodes are live well, that's always fun um on our website motorsport101.com and if you'd like to back us financially you can on patreon patreon.com forward slash motorsport 101 five dollars gets you it gets you all the uh, all early access audio editions of all our shows Ten dollars for the video version and access to our Discord servers, Supporters Club, where you can listen to these shows live as they're being recorded. Thanks to everyone for rolling up on this one, including our man Lewis. Thanks to see you, Lewis. Good to see you, man. Uh, in the in the Discord chat as well as everyone else for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Much appreciated. Including including Camza uh, Dog, uh, as he love to hear in the background. Uh, we we love to hear it. Uh,
3: <laughs> she's a uh, she's a very frustrated Aprilia fan.
0: <laughs> Understandable given. tried to talk given. Her
3: out of it but she didn't want to listen <laughs> Why can't Alicia Spagaro Get in the, you get know the podium He's not coming back <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, 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 so while Cam Meditates uh, and calms down The rest of his angry family We'll get into the GP French Grand Prix <clears throat> MotoGP in France had their hometown hero Fabio Quattararo on pole after nearly taking Johan Sarko's all-time lap record. There was also some surprises slightly further down as Danilo Petrucci had his first front row start of the year in third, and Cal Crutchlow coming back from arm pump surgery on the second row in fourth. The race started in the aforementioned Cal nearly took the whole shot into turn one, but wisely backed out to let Jack Miller take the early lead, however it was Valentino Rossi falling at turn three that caused the biggest shock, the first time in his MotoGP career he's ever crashed out of three consecutive races. In a race delayed due to a sudden sprinkling of rain on the grid, it was the Ducatis that took control early doors of a lead group forming of Petrux, Miller, and main title contender Andrea de Vizioso. Remember him? <laughs> While at the same time sitter Fabio Quattararo was sinking into the midfield, perhaps the struggles of his first wet Moto GP race quickly being carved up by Pol Spargaro, Rins, Crutchlow, and Alex Marquez, who had already gained ten places and was into the top ten. Meanwhile, Alex Rins had joined the leading group and had passed Jack Miller for third, using this Suzuki's supreme grip and confidence in the wet. With ten to go, Dove had decided to up the ante and passed Petrux for the lead, while Rins and Miller continued to trade passes for third. All this while Alex Marquez was gunning and down at over a second a lap, dragging Pol de with him. There was a tremendous sequence we all watched on this very stream where all four lead runners went four wide into the turn seven chicane with Petrux retaking the lead, Rin second, and Miller taking the slip road to avoid contact and coming out third. Insane scenes. Chaos would soon ensue though as Miller suffered yet another mechanical breakdown from third pulling off the slip road. A lap later, Alex Rins would crash at turn three ending what was looking like a surefire podium at worst and through all the chaos, Alex Marquez was now in a podium position, with two and a half laps to go, past Andrea Di for a remarkable second place. The Italian admitted afterwards he'd pretty much cooked his rear tyre. Alex Marquez threw the house of Petricks on the final lap, but they, the man they nicknamed Homer Simpson came home to take his second career MotoGP win, with Alex Marquez an incredible second from 18th on the grid. Paul would take an excellent third for KTM with Dovi fourth, and a final corner pass saw Johan Zarco take Miguel Oliveira for fifth place. And then a critical title fight down the road, Fabio Quattararo would hold on to ninth ahead of Maverick Vinayas and Johan Mir, somehow extending his championship lead. Peak Moto GP in 2020.
1: <sighs> And if you're wondering how this impacts the championship standings, Fabio Corderaro still leads with 115 points and a 10-point margin to second-place Joanne Mir. But in third, Andrea DeVicioso, with a season-saving performance, is still third on 97 points, trailing by 18 points out of lead. Maver Fignales is fourth on 96 points. Taka Nakagami is fifth on 85 points. Franco Morbidelli remains sixth on 77. Jack Miller is seventh on 75 Pol Espargaro's eighth on seventy-three points, Miguel Oliveira's ninth on the nice number, and Danilo Petrucci climbs his way into the top ten with sixty-four points. A lot of stories from Ducati surprising form, Yamaha struggling in the rain, Honda's resurgence, Valentino Rossi in crisis. But I don't know about y'all, but what was your biggest takeaway?
0: Um, this sport is friggin' ridiculous. Can it please stop trying to give me a heart attack at age 28? It's not good for my health. (laughs) Every race. Like, (laughs) there's a new story. This is, like, somebody asked me on Twitter during my lunch break yesterday, like, Dre, am I being spoiled here? Yes. The answer is yes. We are being spoiled. This is the most ridiculous (laughs) MotoGP season ever seen. I mean seven different winners already and i think that that's baffling enough to me like what was even more baffling was working out that petrux and marquez became the 14th and 15th different rider to sit on a moto gp podium this wow. season an entire points paying positions worth of podium sitters over the course of the season and there's only 22 full time bikes in the class 50 of them have sat on a podium at some point in
1: 2020 <laughs> and now it and, includes a honda Cam! Honda! <laughs> yes! <laughs> the <They're> back, baby! <laughs> well, um, unfortunately,
3: uh, unfortunately, when I said a couple episodes ago that my Honda jet would be here before they would get a podium, well, they cancelled it to funnel the funds into zero emissions projects.
0: <laughs> of course.
2: Uh, well. But yeah,
3: um, Alex Marquez had the opening
0: lap of the gods and just went from there. I think he, I think he gained something like eight places on the opening lap. I I don't know how he did it. It was absolutely bonkers. Like, Cam, do you have any logical explanation for Honda suddenly finding a bucket load of pace? Because we didn't even mention in the race results. This wasn't a fluke. Alex Marquez was second. Tacker was seventh. Stefan Bradl was eighth. The test. Stefan Bradl
1: finished ahead of Cordaro and Vinales. Stefan Bradl said he was done. But I mean,
2: yeah, and before I mean, all you have to do like. It wasn't a fluke, but you do have to acknowledge the long list of non-finishers. Yes.
3: Even even factoring that in, where Alex was, I think he would only would have been behind Rins in the Mm. list of non-finishers. But uh, even before he went down, uh, Cal was fighting in the league group. I think it's more a case of the wet weather equalizing everyone rather than Honda actually finding a bucket load of pace. But that's okay. That's Sometimes okay, I mean, you
0: you need the rain equalizer. Oh yeah. yeah, what a what a win this was for Danilo
1: Petrucci. I know it's not gonna anywhere say. soon enough to save his job at Ducati because that ship has sailed. But man, even still, that's got to be a great confidence boost for a guy who's generally well liked, and when he is on his form, he is he's capable of winning the odd Grand Prix here or there. It was
3: funny to watch. Once again, after so many years, we had an Audi Sport one two three in the rain at Le Mans. <laughs> been
1: Very a long
3: good. time since we could say that. And I know
1: Paul could have used that podium. I know Dobby especially that saved his season. And Johan Zarco out of nowhere and fit just
3: honing down town
1: hero. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. talking about the auto,
2: uh, the Audi Sport one two three.
3: Were you about to say Auto Union?
0: <laughs> I the
2: heard anor- that. The,
0: the, the I anor- anor- heard just, that. Okay. Like uh. the, the you, you, you could just tell that King's like, Motorsport in Anorak just flew out of the back door right there. It's like, yep, there
2: it is. Like <laughs> oh, yes, on, you, the, you. on that one, two, three note. Like, how did Ducati? at one point in the race, have a podium lockout. It didn't hold, but Jesus.
0: Well, Ducati has always gone well in the rain for some reason. The, the, the grunt, the acceleration... It's a very stable bike. bike. It's a very stable bike in those sort of conditions. It breeds confidence. And Petrux, let's not forget, is one of the bella wet weather runners in the field regardless. His breakout performance at Silverstone back in 2015... Was where he finished second on a year old Ducati and was challenging Valentino Rossi for the win. Like, it's like, I wasn't entirely surprised that Petrick's won this one. He's always been a great wet runner, one of the best in the field at it. Um, So, you know, he, he. He's he's a bit of a madman, so he 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 takes gambles and risks that a lot of guys wouldn't do in the wet in the wet. And uh, as as RJ alluded to, he is one of the sports' most well liked dudes. Every I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Petrick's the person ever. They love this dude. They call him Homer Simpson because they all find him funny. And if you want to find it on social media, you can. There was a great clip of after the race, he's doing his interview with Gavin Emmett, and you could actually, he gets interrupted by his, I think it was mum video calling him, and it was the most wholesome, delightful sequence, as his mum is just in the middle of a video call, is like, mum, how did you watch the race? And I was like, yeah, I'm at home by myself. I'm just, just like, like it's, 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 it's dumb, but it's, it's wholesome, it's delightful. Yeah, I... I I didn't think all three jikaris would be challenging for all three of would be challenging for a podium spot again. Jack Miller was again bitterly unlucky not to be in that fight. Um, he should have been and was right
1: up there with with the leading group again. But um, yeah, poor one out for Cal as we mentioned. He was up mm, there until he fell. Poor one out for Bradley Brexit Smith. Yeah, this was the uh this was the Brexit race. And uh yeah, Valentino Rossi fell again. Do you think he's gonna be uh do you think he's gonna be relieved that he's going to the better Yamaha package next year? <laughs> I I am
3: not so sure about that. This is we've ne- we're watching a first. This has never mm. happened before where Rossi's bended in three races in a row
0: it's it's strange. Like, somebody said to me, like, oh, somebody asked me on Twitter yesterday, like, is Valentino Rossi washed? And I said, well, if it was the great British bake-off, I'd say Paul Hollywood would say he's he's, he's been underbaked. Um, sh- sh- yeah, Shall we say? It was a bit... <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about it because a lot of these are just flash incidents where you can't... like, like Misano was of his own volition. Catalunya was a silly... The, ca- ca- the Catalunia one stands out to me more than this one because... It was wet at Le Mans. It was the first corner. It could have happened mm, to anybody. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't yeah. have. I, I didn't want to read too much into that one. It just, it just, it just makes the more convenient stat more well rounded. The one at Catalunya was the one that stood out to me most.
3: Yeah, um, that's the weird thing. Like he's, he's had kind of a, a return and a flash of pace, mm. but, but like, now he's having
2: even odd falls even. even Rossi himself has admitted, like, it is a flash of pace. Like back at Misano, he said, like, he doesn't have the pace to win races anymore. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah and
3: then he ha- but then he's, he, you said, and then he had three races where he legitimately was fighting for the podium mm. against against our championship contenders. It's, you've always
0: got to be—you've always got be, to be a little bit careful when talking about Valentino Rossi and what he says to the media, because he's very, very coy with them. Um, and he, he talks a lot like he's like the Riddler—he just talks in riddles a lot of the time. But King was right where he said that. Yeah, Rossi straight up admitted after Misano race one that he—he he hasn't got the pace to run it. The that race where Frankie Morbidelli won, Rossi stayed with him for about eight, nine laps, and then just faded in the second half of the race altogether. Maybe that's just the nature of him being 41 years old, yet maybe he hasn't quite got the stamina to stay with some of the younger riders over the, a full race distance. Like I said, Catalunya was the one that stood out to me more than any other. That was mm. a race he was gunning for for Quattarara, he was in range, less than a second behind, and he had a relatively risk-averse crash. It was a strange place to crash. You don't yeah, normally you don't crash at turns crashes one or two. There. Yeah, and he, it almost seemed like a, just a loss of concentration that caused the crash more than anything else. Mm. So I, I I wouldn't want to read too much into Le Mans yeah. specifically, but, ugh,
1: boy, oh boy. And as our resident yeah. insider points out, like, at least he's fast <laughs> this year. Last year, mm. he was just a little slow. Mm. So he's still got the speed. It's just a matter of putting it all together for full race distance
0: which is we- weird to say about a unprecedented 41 entering his, his age 42 season Valentino Rossi who's done literally 70% of his life in Grand Prix motorcycle racing like but uh, I-, I wouldn't
2: say that's weird like this is something that you would expect cuz like in other sports say like professional basketball when when you have say. when you have a veteran like that they're still useful you just can't run them for as many minutes as you as they used to be able to play. The the issue is that in motorcycle racing, it doesn't matter how old you are, you still have to ride the entire race distance. Yeah. Mm. That's just very true. Maybe I mean, he should uh
3: maybe he should start dropping 2 million US dollars a year on his body like LeBron does.
0: <laughs> no. I think are you are money. you are you bitter down there, Buckley, is that it? Is is, is that I'm the not Bostonian equipment? No, I'm not
3: bitter because I'm fine with it because, well, it's just one more thing to spite Skip Bayless with.
1: And that's the most important thing we can all agree on. Trey, I heard there is news within the paddock for Silly Season.
0: Uh, Oh, is is it it silly? Oh, it it gets sillier because we're in October and yet MotoGP still finds more strange ways to mess with us. Um, Just when you thought Avintia was putting together a real nice lineup for 2021, it's looking like Avintia might be selling its two grid spots altogether. Mm. Um, It's... It's a messy one. Apparently, the the COVID pandemic has hit them harder than a lot of the other teams in the pack. They didn't have a lot of money in the first place. They were yeah. always towards the bottom in terms of team budgets and whatnot. And, uh, of course, COVID has hit them particularly hard. Um, it's looking like they... Let's just say their grid spots might be used maybe as a bargaining tool by a certain Afro-wearing... 41-year-old rider to maybe get his half-brother into the top flight. Just just throwing it out there that uh, apparently his camp really want Luca Marini in MotoGP next year. Makes sense. He's the Moto2 champion. Can't imagine, right? um, You know can't imagine the marketing opportunity there, folks. Um, <laughs> you know, no, no one ever mentions the family ties, ever. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's looking like they they want Luca Marini and MotoGP next year, and they might buy Rabat out of his current contract, because Rabat is on the other seat, it's looking like an Bastinini will get the other one, um, but it's looking like Rabat, who by the way, still has a year left on his contract. Um... They might they might Va- Valentino might get the boys from the academy round and uh corner Tita Rabat in the garage and say, How much did, how much can we pay you? King, why don't you use the phrase you used to sum it up in the pre-show, King? Because I thought it was funnier coming from you. <clears throat>
2: Ooh, what was the phrase in the pre-show? <laughs> it kinda slipped my mind.
0: We are well prepared oh 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 King! he's like he's like see i was prepared for this eventually so the king wouldn't say what so i remembered exactly what he said he said quote how much can we pay tita rabat to fuck off so we could get uh so so could get good old the-
3: it's the good old kimmy Ryken in 09 uh, yeah
1: yeah Rabattu, um, that's a good guy we don't have any, uh, yeah he's been riding hurt for the better part of a year probably should have mm-hmm. gone to world Superbikes when he had the chance mm-hmm. and there and you yeah, still can yeah, and it it,
2: it seems okay. like a logical step if they want Marine to move up to the top class, right now because uh, starting a MotoGP team or any motorsport team from scratch is very hard, and you you don't want to do that with a rookie rider because that just makes things even more difficult.
1: Yeah, you want to have resources in place, and that's a that's a smart idea. And if Aventia are looking to sell their way out of the premier class of motorcycle racing, um, Sky VR46 is not a bad entity to take that over. And I'll tell you that Luca Marini and Anea Bastionini are not too bad riders to jump into the grid in place of Johan Zarco slash uh, Stevi Rabat.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Tito has been riding hurt ever since that horror leg break he had at Silverstone last season in the race that was eventually labeled as, quote, cancelled. Um, if you remember our Bike Live days on that last year. Um, but uh, yeah, Rabat's been riding hurt for a while. It, it's basically the next step in what I call the VR46 master plan. Um, the Moto3 team is also being made redundant next year. Um, it looks like um, Celestino Vietti, who we'll talk about a little bit more later on in the show, will be moving up to Moto2 next year alongside Marco Bezzecchi. Um And then the Moto3 team will just be made redundant altogether. Um, so, they, so they can focus their resources more. Towards their eventual goal of having a team in the top flight, which is looking like maybe not next year, maybe the year after 2022, we might see that. Um, so again, keep your eyes peeled for more details and news on that. But it's 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 looking it's looking a lot like uh, it's going to be. Bastianini and maybe Luca Marini on the other of Intier next year if they can find some settlement for Tito Rabat. Um, which would be a real shame because, like I said, we we like Tito, he's a great guy, great rider, great story. Um, one of the real, just disgustingly likable dudes in the paddock, and that would be a real shame uh, if, he, if he lost his seat that way. But uh, hey, business be business on, on that one. Yeah. Um, Seen it also, too many
1: times in F1, MotoGP is a lot the same way. In, indeed,
0: it's it, it, it's a tough break. Also, I'm looking at the board one more time, but uh, Petrix the way the way the season's played out. Petrix is now in the top ten of the championship after basically being nowhere all year. Like, like <laughs> this, it
1: this was just is- pointed out to me that Mark Marquez is only now mathematically eliminated from championship contention by missing right. the next round.
0: Yeah, they yeah. HRC had a press release a couple of days ago. They had no word of Martin Marquez. Look, guys, it's not happening this year. Stop trying to talk me into this. Um, <laughs> it's not happening. It's really not happening. We got Aragon um, this coming weekend, and uh, yeah, uh, Marquez will not be taking part in that one. So uh, yeah, mathematically, he is officially out of title contention in October because uh, yeah. Uh, this season's been weird. Very, very weird. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, to say the least. Uh, just a quick... Uh, just, I also love that Takanakagami is in there in fifth. Like, 30 points off the top. Despite having been one of the few riders who have not been on a MotoGP podium this year, but has finished every race in the top ten.
1: This, Mr. Consistency. This... Consistency-kun.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, that... If you have not seen this race, go out of your way to see it. Um, it is an absolutely chaotic race. Um, well worth a watch. The four wide into the backside of Le Mans oh. is worth oh, the that was of admission alone. <clears throat> um, oh. Oh dear, that was uh, that was incredible racing. You'll watch it and you'll go, "How the hell did no one fall off here?" Um, to, to say the least, it is a ten out of ten race. Go out of your way to see it. Um, the highlights there's a great highlight package of it on the BT Sports YouTube channel as well as uh, MotoGP's official YouTube page. You can check it out there as well. I'm plugging everybody of the day because I'm in a good mood. What can I say? It is a, it is a good time for all involved. Right, should we talk Moto 2 quickly?
1: Let's get into it. Joe Roberts Uh, deserved better. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag justice
2: for Joe. (laughs) uh, uh, Oh God!
3: That.
0: uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) uh, Has the the American contingent of the podcast got something to say here? Hashtag (laughs)
1: we're with Joe.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> let's just say we were watching this on Video Pass and you may or may not have seen one Joe Roberts creeping into the back of your shop behind a safety car. Um, it was a hot mess, to say the least. He had to he had to start the race from the back of the grid because he wasn't able to uh, leave his grid spot normally. There was some sort of fuming error or technical fault on the American racing team bike. He, was, he, he, he had to start from the back of the grid instead. He was going around on on the uh, formation lap, and you could just see him creeping into the back of the shot as the race starts. And it's just oh god, it was it was a phenomenal botch. Um, that uh, if if you have the if you have a video pass, you know support the product and all that, you you may be able to catch it. Just uh, throwing that out there because uh, for, for some reason no one else seemed to mention it. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, if you if you are watching the BT Sport coverage. Deep, deep British conflict. Deep British conflict. Mm. I'll get into it now, but uh, there was heartbreak in the air in a cloudy and dark Moto2 race as BT Sport were about to lose their minds. Yes, there really was a British 1-2 on the cards, as Jake Dixon had a coming-of-age performance. It was Sam Lowe's who took the early lead, and Dixon was the only man who could stay with him, especially after his teammate, the newly re-signed Zavi Vierge, crashed from the lead group. Dixon took the lead and was able to push it out to nearly three seconds after Lowe's ran off at the infamous garage ver double right hander, but clawed it back to within one after some fast laps. But with seven to go and with Dixon having the lead on the control, he bins it from the lead at the final corner with just four laps left. On There's actually, and this is on social media, there is actually a heartbreaking clip of uh, Dixon in the SRT garage after the race, sobbing in tears with his crew around him, just saying, I'm so sorry, Um, having crashed what would have probably been his first Grand Prix victory, just... uh, Heart it got right you gotta have the heart you gotta have a heart of stone not to be at least a little bit emotional at that one. It was a it was a sad one. Uh, Sam Lowe's would go on to win comfortably with Remy Gardner second and Marco Bazecchi reigniting his title challenge with a podium in third, with main title contenders in A Bastianini and Luca Marini eleventh and seventeenth respectively. Quick run in order of the result real quick. Sam Lowe's winning from Garner and Bez. Augusto Fernandez in fourth. The gatekeeper, Tom Lutie in fifth. Joe Roberts, who came back from, um, shall we say, behind the the uh, the behind the back of the grid to eventually finish in sixth for the American racing team there. Great result for the American. Uh, everyone's celebrating in the background there. Celebrate, Americans. You know you want to. Yes, yes, we, there we you gotta go. You got to have
1: something else to celebrate. Uh, we also have uh, news surrounding that, too.
0: Uh, more on that in a moment. Fabio DG Antonio in seventh. He is uh, on the way. Uh, he, he's on the way as well. I feel I think he's going to one of the Calix teams. I can't remember which one. I think it's Grassini. It is, it is Grassini. Yep, yeah, my memory just served me there. He's in seventh there, ahead of Baldassari, Summercat Tantra, Marcel Schroter, and Bastini. attention eleventh, Hector Garzo, twelfth, Michael Suarez, thirteenth, Manzi, fourteenth, and a feast Siren round off the points in fifteenth. Aforementioned. Luca Marini uh, in seventeenth, and if you have not seen it already, go out of your way to check out because on 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 Saturday, Marini literally high sided himself to the moon at the top Ooh, of the hill after the Jesus, after the yeah, break. that was
1: not a good one. No, no.
0: <laughs> somehow he turned out okay. Do not ask me how. It defied the the laws of physics. Um, He came back from the moon, was okay, and was able to race on Sunday. Somehow. Which is fair. And he still
1: has the championship lead. 150 points to Enea is 135, Marco Bezzecki's third on 130, and Sam Lowe's moves up into fourth on 128 points.
0: Honestly, nobody else is worth mentioning because Jorge Martin's fifth, but he's now on 79 points because he binned it during that race. It really is a four-way yeah. title fight now for Molo 2 between uh, Marini, Bastianini, Busecki and the Brit Sam Lowe's. It's uh, it's it's Italy versus England and it's three against one for the Italians. Oh uh, boy, that's going to be fun. Um, what does the to do?
3: Well, well, Italy has to take some kind of win besides Monza this year. Before we get to the
1: other story about American Riders in Moto2, uh, Dre, what's going on at SRT?
0: Well, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on the show that Xavi Vierge signed a a two-year extension, and it was actually friend of the show, Kevin Walsh, to put out a great point on Twitter that I wanted to focus on the set list because it's almost like Patronus don't realize how good they are in Moto2 now because it's like, have they sold themselves short now by selling or by selling low on Zabby Vierge and tying him up, when now Dixon seems to be getting better and better by the weekend? <laughs> him being in the top ten is no longer a surprise. He should have won this race, mm. you know, mm. by, by cool. all accounts. And they, everyone and their mother has alluded to the fact that John McPhee was coming up at the end of this Moto3 season, no matter what. And now I'm sitting here thinking, have they now put themselves in a corner where they've now got to choose between McPhee and Dixon? Because uh, that's a I tricky think so. one.
3: I, it is a tricky one.
0: Because McPhee is now probably going to end up being collateral damage. Because if you're SRT, you can't drop Dixon now, surely. No. The, 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 no the, he's,
3: he's, he's in the ascendancy.
0: It would be, it'd be foolish to do so. Like, I... And this is props to Dixon. We don't, we don't normally praise the Brits on this show. We're quite cynical towards them, on, funnily enough, on this show. But Dixon has massively improved this year. One of the most improved dudes in, in on two wheels, period. And now there's now a real genuine domestic headache between him and John McPhee, who still has an outside chance of winning the Moto3 championship this year. Um, It's not looking great for him, and we'll get into the reasons why um, in a minute, but uh, that, that was my way of thinking. Surely, like, you can't drop Dixon now. And, like, is your team a little bit too good now to tie someone like Vierge up, who has never really been a top contender in Moto2. I find it very strange what their situation is like as a team um, as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm, it's, it's it's, a messy one. Um, also, I wanted to make, make mention as well, and this is good news for the Americans on the show, because uh, it looks like De Roberts is going to a pretty cool team next year. It's looking like he's heading to a Taltrans next year Ooh. to take Bastianini's seat. Um,
3: Correct so, me if I'm wrong, but he's coming off... Uh... A tremendous run in Moto America, isn't he?
1: Yeah, because uh, because the guy that's expected to replace him is the now five time Moto G- Moto America champion Cameron Bobier, with thirteen victories already this season. He's just wrapped up the title with the Brickyard, and it's looking like the reports are that he's be- gonna be moving on to Moto Two.
3: Big spot for him, and finally, finally- got some American. International Motorcycle Racing Ladder going?
2: Uh, oh. Well, let's Pena? not forget the last guy to, to dominate Moto America. or What was then AMA Superbike and come to uh, the World
1: Championship?
0: Tennis Walking. Go on. Ben I know yeah. yeah. Ben, ben, uh, well,
1: ben Speaks <laughs> was just more unlucky than anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah
3: but... well, was he not up against Prime or Hey Lorenzo?
0: Pretty much. It, it, it yeah, was a death you, sentence. There's not
3: much you're doing about that, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like Yamaha had too much had too much faith in Ben Spees, rather than normally being not enough, which is normally how this goes. Uh, also, I love that Lewis in that chat just goes, "Quote: Anyone remember Josh Heron? Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, we don't speak of him in these parts. Oh dear, but uh, yeah, good. That's a good move for Joe Roberts. Who again is showing." Great potential. He, he absolutely would have won that Modo 2 race this weekend if he had actually started from his proper grid position. Damn you, American racing. Um, not fun. We're, we're not allowed but, to have anything
3: good this year. Yeah, We're banned.
0: We're banned from good. <laughs> good is optional here, folks. Good is optional. Oh, boy. 22 points covering the top four in the Moto 2 championship. We actually have a proper Modo 2 championship fight on our hands here. Is and it it's good? been... It's looking, it's looking juicy in there. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, I mean, it's not as one.
1: juicy as the conditions at the Charlotte Roval this past weekend, but that's still oh. pretty juicy. More oh. on, more
3: on that in another episode of Motorsport One Hundred One.
1: Oh, I, I don't normally
0: watch NASCAR. I saw the highlights and wept. Um, <laughs> it was, uh...
3: and no matter how many tears you cried, it still wasn't as much
1: <laughs>
3: water <laughs> on the ground as there was at the Roval.
1: Uh, you know where out, there gentlemen. wasn't water. You know where there wasn't water. Surprisingly, the Moto Three race surprisingly sunny. Gotta love that French weather.
0: Yeah, it, the the France climate
3: in ch- October.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, the climate changed rapidly on this one. We, we actually we had a completely bone dry Moto Three race to start the morning. Uh the, the, like so if you if you've watched the Moto GP race and watched the Moto Two race and then. Somehow meant backwards. You'd be like, how did the weather get so good all of a sudden? Um, it, was, it was very strange. But yeah, look, it was a Moto3 race at Le Mans. They're always chaotic. This was no exception. Um, Lewis pointed out we had, we had rain in the FP1 session in Moto3, and there were 17 crashes. 17! Yeah, so uh, yeah, we made up for it in the race. Um, Yeah, look, the two big incidents that happened during this race was uh, John McPhee being collected by Jeremy Alcoba, who had a big wobble and then crash at turn 8 and then collected McPhee in the aftermath. He had nowhere to go and McPhee was just like, what's going on here? It was like his best Nicky Hayden, the Nestorillo 6 impression. (laughs) Um, Just I think you wanted to give him a Glasgow kiss after that one, personally, but um, yeah, McPhee absolutely livid. Nothing he could have done about that one. That was a nasty incident. Uh, we also didn't get a chance to mention that bothus Kvarnas uh, again, just showing how chaotic Moto 3 can be. Like uh, Romano fermati goes from race winner one week to being taken out by his own teammate a week later. <laughs> You love to see it. You really don't love to see it. it was a nasty one at the, at the yeah, final. Corner. Everybody
1: was okay at least, but damn, these were some scary ones. Mm. Indeed. Honestly, I have to say, like, I'm actually impressed at how well both
0: his farness took a teammate collision. They were literally hugging it out afterwards, like, "Yeah, okay, bring it in, bring it in." It's <laughs> everything is fine. Honestly, it was a very strange scenario, but uh, yeah, everybody else ended up being okay. By the end, it was basically a four-way ding-dong between Darren Bin, yeah, Binder, Celestino Vietti, Tony Arbolino, Gael Masia, and Albert Arenas all in that leading group for the win. Vietti got to the front, and uh, Vietti ended up taking a second win of the season ahead of Arbellino, who's had back-to-back podiums now. Albert Arenas taking control of the championship again. He finished in third, and the pulse hit to Gael Masia in fourth. And because Ayagura was down in ninth, it means that Arenas retakes the championship lead... So he now has a six-point lead with 135 to Ayagura's 129. Fietti now on 119 in third. Barbellino's uh, hanging in there in fourth on 115, and John McPhee missing out on some big points for the second race in a row. He's now on 98, a, a full mm. 37 points off the top. Uh, still doable for McPhee, but it's going to be a long, long way back from here. Um, giving
3: himself a lot of extra work.
0: Indeed, this one wasn't really his fault, unfortunately. But mm. uh, just one—it's just one of those Moto Three incidents, really. Um, again, go out of your way to see it. Leading group of eight for the win. Um, it, it's a Moto Three race at Le Mans. What more That's do I need to for tell Moto3. you? Yeah, my, usually, my
1: Moto3 dis- usually there's eighteen instead of eight. I was about to say, yeah. when do we not go out of our way to recommend watching a Moto Three race? Just watch it. Buy
0: a video pass to half price right now. Like There's only half the season left. Go out of your way to see it. Um, Watch, yeah. it. Watch it! <laughs> Watch it, man. Yeah, like 20 points covering the top four in that title fight as well. Like, all the championships are up for grabs. Like, they, there's there's 19 points covering the top four in GP. There's 22 covering the top four in Moto2. And there's oh, 20 covering the top four in Moto3. All within a race of each other. It is absolute chaos. Like, no championship seems nailed on at the moment. It's
1: fantastic. Mm. Like, this... All this could change so quickly <laughs> by the time we get to Aragon for a double header. Aragon and Teruel on the 18th of oh, the 25th. Oh, yeah.
0: If, it, if it's anything like the World Superbike rounds we got, then it's going to be absolutely insane. Yes, uh, parts two and three of another MotoGP triple header. As uh, the calendar heads to Aragon for the Aragon and Terrell doubleheader there, 18th and 25th of October. Oh, I miss Mark Marquez. It Would have been so fun to get him back at Aragon, but sadly not. But who cares? The actor has been bloody brilliant all all
1: year long. So, not know. gonna lie, I am I am salivating at the prospect of like Mark potentially coming back to try and help Taka Nakagami's title push. Oh <laughs> Nothing would be <but> more 2020. <laughs> Hey, speaking of World Superbikes, this title fight's not quite over yet.
3: Somehow, (laughs) Jonathan Ray has not quite sealed the deal yet.
0: Fair play to old Scotty Boy Redding. He did what he needed to do in race two and took a great victory to prolong the title fight to the season finale at Estoril this coming up weekend. Um, look, it's practically over. Jonathan Ray only needs three points um, out of a possible sixty-two to uh, take to take his. I can't jo- believe. I'm Jonathan insane. Ray could have <laughs>
3: his worst weekend in years, and wrap it up re- yeah. pretty comfortably.
0: Pretty comfortably. He uh, He only needs three points to uh, and across the whole weekend to seal. I can't believe he's in this a sixth consecutive World Superbike Championship, and if he wins any one of the three, it would also be his 100th World Superbike career victory. Because all of a sudden, we're now counting the Super Bowl wins now on top of that, because we always thought it was a dumb idea that they weren't counting, and now they do. So Jonathan Ray now has 99 career victories. Um, I, knew
2: the, I knew they were going to do this. I knew they were going to do this. From <laughs> <Historian> day King- <laughs>
3: King, you did call it.
0: Yes, he did. He absolutely did call it. He's absolutely on the nose. Uh, King is mad as hell online. Historian is like, why do these wings not count as wings? Like for God's sake. Um. Yeah. Very. Very true. Um. Yeah. And as as Lewis alluded to in that chat, even if Jonathan Ray had like crashes in all three, Reddin would probably have to win all three races to realistically take the title. Um. And. He's, This feels too close for that in multiple bikes right now for me to say that Redding would take a triple victory um, in any sort of sense. As mentioned, Ray won race one and the super pole race as well before Redding took race two um, on that one. Um, But there has been some, some, some moves announced. Um, We actually got the news today, this afternoon that uh, there is yet another change in the, uh, the, the factory Ducati team. Scott Redding stays, Chaz Davis does not. Uh, Chaz is gone. He, uh, he's been uh, let go. He's been future endeavoured. And it, taking his place is the newest hot young Italian on the scene. Michael Ruben Rinaldi will take his seat in the factory team next year.
3: That, uh, that win bumped his stock a little bit,
1: huh? Oh, Just yeah. Just a touch. Yes, it did.
0: Oh, man. I don't know how I feel about this one. I still feel... Feel in my gut like it's a year early, but I can understand why they'd want a really fast, you know, young Italian to basically be the second rider alongside Scott Redding, who is going to be their main gunner for the championship. Uh. I get it, but Chaz has always been a solid pair of hands. I, I'm kind of conflicted on this one personally. Um, don't know how you guys feel about it, but yeah, mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
3: uh, I think some of it has to do with... Redding came in here. Chaz had already had, a, what, a year on the V4. Right. Mm. Scott walks in and has been... He's been beating him pretty consistently this year. Chaz has had his moments, including the fabled Chaz, Raz,
1: and Baz early <laughs> yes. in the season. I love that. <laughs> but... Uh, uh...
2: It's like
1: the... <sighs> Well, so I, I think he survived kind of... the onslaught of Alvaro Batista, but didn't survive the onslaught of Scott Redding, which is, man, bad
3: luck. Yeah, see? because uh, last year you could kind of make the excuse that he's trying to get used to what is an all-new bike, mm-hmm. as both of them were. I think they they see now kind of a, where Chaz's ceiling is relative to Redding, and they might they're trying to go for someone who might have a higher ceiling than him
0: it's fair I, and I think Ruben, Ruben I think Ronaldo's best is about where Chaz is right now outside of you know Chaz has you know occasional wins in him but it's pretty clear that a lot has to happen for Chaz Davis to win a race in multiple bikes now it doesn't know that Jonathan Ray is still Jonathan Ray of course but you know Reddin is clearly the lead rider in that setup now and you know kind of has to be going forward he's He's the closest that he wants come to beating Ray since Chaz was in his prime a couple of years ago, so I get it, it makes total sense that's not the only moves um, come, in, come, come in there Andre Locatelli will be going to Patty Yamaha after his uh, near perfect uh, world super sports season oh, I got so another
1: nice. blemish from Lucas Mahias of the Mahias Rule of Fame but no, Locatelli's oh, okay. been awesome this year if you're going to bring some guy from up in the developmental ladder to fill that seat, oh buddy Oh, man. Ooh, Locatelli Anayama.
0: That could be fun. That could be very fun to watch indeed. He's always been a solid rider in the, in, in most of the classes he's taken part and, of course, wiped the floor with the field in World Super Sport this year. Also, mm-hmm. um, Mahias is moving up. He'll be, he'll be with the Kawasaki Pachetti team next year in World Superbikes and taking his old seat. Chan Onsu will be coming up into World Super Sport straight away next year, so that's going to be a, a big test for the youngster. Uh, Still only, I think, 16 years old, and he's going to be in World Supersport next year. Like, whew. That is a uh, big test yeah. for for Keenan's number two apprentice in the uh, Turkish rider setup. Um, that's going to be uh, spicy indeed as well. And uh, RJ, tell us more about Kota. Oh, the yeah, other Kota, Kota, not the racetrack. Uh,
1: no, no, Kota Nozane, who is uh, undefeated in this year's... Uh, japanese superbike 1000 championship is coming to the yamaha junior team to partner garrett gerloff next season Mm. so gerloff stays nozada becomes the race the second most recent uh call up from the jsb 1000 ranks um already has a moto gp cameo under his belt to be fair this is his first season where he's really been dominant although to be fair that's uh that's jsb one thousand had been Nagashima land for about a half decade plus. Pretty much, mm. <laughs> yeah. So all this is looking very, very More interesting. More news as well.
3: Um, Moto E race winner Eric Gurnado will also be making his World Superbike debut with the Mi Honda team.
2: Yeah,
1: alongside the other guy from uh, from JSP one thousand, Takumi Takahashi. Well, I'm just That's glad. A solid move. Kind of First time nude. I
3: think they've run uh, the second bike since the opening round of open rounds
0: of the season. All right. Oh, oh, oh! Before we get out of here, can I can, can, can I give a shout out to our fans? Can we give a shout out to our fans from up from our yes. bike live days? Yes. yes. Because Moto E had its season double uh-huh. doubleheader at Le Mans this past weekend, and after uh-huh. winning in race one, Spanish Elvis Jordi Torres wins the Moto E World Cup. Ah. Oh, I love it. I love this Gracias. house. I... Gracias muy todo. Yes, yes. It's a, do they, it's a... Uh,
3: do they eat peanut butter and banana sandwiches in Spain?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think that's it's just a... that's just a weird take on paella. <laughs> We stand him
0: from our bike live days. We love Jordi Torres. He's one of the most incredible entertainers and all-round funny people in bike racing. So, Jordi Torres wins the Moto E World Cup. Delighted for him. Way to go, uh, Jordi. We love you, man. Congratulations, sir. He ended up winning the Moto E World Cup this past weekend. Uh, beat In the end, by 17 points over Matteo Ferrari and Dominique Agata, who just lost out on second on countback. We like Domi Agata as well. That's a bit of a shame. But Jordi Torres, yes! <laughs> ah, Spanish Elvis. So we love bad. to see it. You had, had to get that one in as well. But uh, that'll just about do it. As mentioned, Big, big weekend of bikes um, all, all, all across the board. As mentioned, MotoGP at Aragon um, this weekend, the first of two races there. World Superbikes has their season finale at Estoril this weekend. And I believe BSB has its title for not the slider as well. Uh, I think at Brands Hatch this weekend. So all three major bike championships all have their season finale. At least two, or well, two of them have their season finales this weekend. MotoGP again, another critical title round coming up in Aragon. So bikes. Bikes! Lots of bikes this weekend. Check it all out. British Eurosport if you want to see the World Superbike. bike, as I call it, it. Jonathan Ray's likely coronation for his (laughs) his sixth consecutive championship Um, and the BSB title decider as well over there. And of course, uh, BD Sport for uh, MotoGP and of course, NBC for the United States. All of that, but let's wrap it up and get out of here. Um, places you can find us one last time on youtube.com forward slash motorsport101. Subscribe if you're watching us on there. If not, down below, check us all out on all that. Facebook.com forward slash motorsport101. Uh, we're on Twitter at motorsport underscore 101. Again, personal handles on the screen, in the bio. If not, at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, and at Cam Buckley. See Buckley 917, to be precise. Our website, motorsport101.com, our Instagram page at motorsport101pod, check us out on there. Um, And of course, if you'd like to back us financially, you can on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. $5 gets you early access to all of our audio shows, $10 for the video versions and access to the supporters club of our Discord server where you can listen to these episodes live as they're being recorded. Thanks to everyone that's checked in and tuned in. We'll be back later this week to talk about Formula One, the Eiffel Grand Prix, Lewis Hamilton making history and becoming the second member of the class of 91 and chaos in NASCAR. All of that and some big IndyCar City season talk as well, because, oh, my God, there's a whole lot of mess to untangle in that one. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll be back for that one later in the week, but until then, I've been Dre Harrison, they've been RJ O'Connell, Ryan Tablecloth King, and Cam Barkley. Until next time, Say Ara.
2: Later, y'all! Bye!
3: <laughs> so, King... I um... had something to say, and... That comment completely threw me off. Thanks, Dre.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so, King, how disappointed are you that the KDF wagon IDR isn't running at Goodwood?
3: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> well, since we're throwing it back...
0: Uh, king, 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 come back. Come back. You, you know you don't
1: want to walk up. Oh, not again. Hmm. <laughs> Yo, that that new uh, DKW R8 though, that do be looking nice.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, RJ, was... were it not going to compromise the show, I would <laughs> kick you right now.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't be the you're, first you're gonna have you're gonna have to pry it from me from my cold dead hands that are also gripping the keys of my 1978 Oakland Motors Trans Am. <laughs> did, did we did we hit stop? We...
2: No, no, we didn't. I, I kept it running. It's been that sort of show.